Welcome to the Rust Belt Rundown, brought to you by Rust Belt Recruiting. This podcast is designed to shine a light on the meaningful work being done in Northeast Ohio and the surrounding region. We will convene manufacturing executives and Northeast Ohio business leaders for candid discussions about their business, regional happenings, industry trends, entrepreneurship, and more. Now, let's get running on the rundown. Welcome, everyone, to episode 44 of the Rust Belt Rundown, a production by Workforce LLC. I'm your host, Paul O'Connor, and on this episode, we are joined by two of Workforce's own, Taylor Evans and Nate Stansberry. This is going to be a different episode for uh, people that are continuous listeners. We're joined by a couple uh, internal people here, Nate and Taylor. How are we doing? Hanging in there. Pulling this together. We got, uh, for listening purposes, uh, if I ask a question, Taylor has to respond first, then Nate, so we avoid any uh, talk over. Sorry, Nate, that is the pecking order, and that's, he pays me, so. That's fine, that's but, fair. But, but uh, were you supposed to? Uh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, all right, let's jump in. Hey, listen, we have a lot to talk about, and I don't know if, um, whether you're listening to this or a partner of Rust Belt, there's a lot of changes been going on. So a little bit different look uh, for the rundown today. Let's talk about the changes that Rust Belt Recruiting has gone through over the past few months and what motivated the change because switching brands is not always, always easy. So we'll start with Taylor. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Paul, you know me well. I've had an entrepreneurial spirit for a long, long time. And um, I had it on my heart to... Uh, set out and and really continue to build a bigger vision for um, the work that we want to do with the industrial workforce. Rust Belt was the first iteration of that with, uh, you know, the recruitment support that we're able to provide to companies, but there there's a much bigger picture that we've had in mind for a long time, but I needed the right leader to come along to um, keep the recruiting side of the house going and, and, and certainly uh, found that person in Nate. So, you know, um, late late May, early June, I approached him, said, "Nate, I'm I'm ready to really commit myself to this um, second business." And he, you know, asked him to be the president of Rust Belt uh, to take the reins there and and really have oversight over all the different departments. So, spent the summer um, kind of exploring and and building a, um, a second business unit that uh, we'll talk about today. Um, but really gave me the time to refresh, recharge, burnout's a very real thing, uh, you know, in the entrepreneurial community. And uh, it, it definitely put some wind back in my uh, sails as well um, to be ideating and forward thinking uh, rather than living my days just in the operations of the business. Not that, not that Rust Belt isn't life-giving to me, but it's certainly, um, it, it was something new to work on and with a personality like mine, uh, that was uh, more than welcome. Well, yeah, there's there's a difference between working in the business and working on the business, right? Yeah, so absolutely. that certainly seems like the shift. Nate, how did you expect to uh, be offered a president position working here for about a year and a half? How long have you been with Rust Belt? Just over a year. Um, hey, I, I mean, yeah, I, in any leadership role, um, at least in my experience, and, and I've been at this about 20 years, um, it doesn't matter what seat you're in, right? Your job is to serve the company and, and serve the people in it 
serve the clients to the best of your ability. I mean, the mission hasn't changed, right? The core focus uh, of our offering has been recruiting and, and recruiting services. And so when we thought about, um, you know, taking over some of the more business centric areas of the company, uh, it was just a great opportunity to learn. And, and we have such a great core group in our operations and marketing departments, um, you know, ultimately uh, I, I report to them. So helping them, bringing the recruiters alongside and really uh, helping to galvanize the team is really, really all I've been doing. So let's break down what this looks like. Taylor, talk to us about what the last couple months has looked like for you. Obviously you transitioned Nate, like you just talked about into the role of president at Rust Belt Recruiting to develop the second business. What's the second business? Yeah, so, you know, the second business is really a byproduct of something we've always been trying to do internally with our first business, which is uh, leave our clients in a better place beyond just the, the candidates and, and ultimately employees that we find for them. So from day one, I always wanted to be, and we have been, a more premium recruiting agency with a consultative approach, trying to find solutions uh, rather than you know the the standard playbook that most staffing and recruiting recruiting companies work within, and so when we looked at it, you know our recruitment offering has always been strong, but at the but at the root of it is a, a consultative approach, and you know about a year ago, you know I, I started to realize look we we need to help these employers become an employer of choice, right? And how do we do that? You hear a lot of buzzwords out there like employer branding, um, talent management, um, employer of choice, right? But at the end of the day, you know, Nate and I kind of put our heads together and said, look, like what we really want and where we believe will impact these companies will be talent management consulting. So, you know, we can unpack that term a little bit um, as we go through this conversation, but you know, we, 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 we looked at the opportunity to come in and really help companies think about how they attract, select, and integrate uh, new hires, right? So how are you going to get those people to your door, whether it's a recruitment partner or your internal team, um, make those right fit selections, and then integrate those right fit selections into your company effectively so that you do not lose that investment. I mean, the investment of time resources, uh, capacity, what, whatever it is um, in the near term, right? And so, you know, Nate and I always um, talk about, you know, should retention be in there? But retention is the natural byproduct of a successful integration into the company. And, and I'll let Nate take that uh, softball and, and, and talk about the difference between integration and retention, because uh, I think it's a, a super interesting um, Thing to unpack once you once you hear about it. So anyway, so you know, talent management consulting, and we said, well, who are we then, right? And so you know, we came, we, you know, we came up and we did some brainstorming, and ultimately landed on you know the company name Workforce Strategy Partners. So Workforce Strategy Partners is every word in there is intentional. We work with your workforce, you know, in a strategic manner as a partner, right? And so WSP is a talent management consultancy that again is the byproduct of, you know, numerous years of successful recruitment experience in the industrial space, but able to come to companies that, 
you know, maybe they'll want that full-blown recruitment offering um, that we offer, but still want some solutions to the pains that they've experienced with their workforce. So Nate, Taylor talked a little bit about the pain points, the vision, the thought process behind it. Where do you see, who do you see yourself working with, right? I mean, obviously you guys started in the manufacturing space. Um, Is there, is there ideas to expand beyond that? Of course. I mean, I think you want to, to start, we'll, we want to remain adjacent. So when we think about construction, logistics, uh, warehouse included in the logistics side, really though, any company, I mean, I think there's some specialties that we're not currently well-equipped for potentially technology, potentially, uh, healthcare, right. As there's a, a, a plethora of, of, it's just a lack of knowledge in the short term, but, um, from a, a company standpoint, it's not just limited to manufacturing companies. That's what we find that avatar of, of a small to mid-sized company who maybe does, they don't have the resources dedicated in that talent acquisition seat, um, but they're well capitalized. And the, the, the lack of people process is their barrier uh, to growth, right? And, and they're just not spending, they've spent a lot of time uh, QCing their final product, uh, looking and, and going through and making sure that everything on the production floor or inside their internal systems is running smoothly. Uh, they just really haven't spent the time to lean in on the processes that drive all the talent into their business. And, and, and they're leaning in equally hard on a competitive market, right? And so we're looking for companies that wanna set themselves apart in this space, who want to compete and win and give themselves an edge. That is not every single company. Uh, Those are companies that are growth-minded, forward-thinking, and really ready to make a change in in a positive way uh, and and be ready for the next chapter. no matter what the market might look like, there is always room to upgrade your talent. Nate, let's let's stick with you. Um, sure. I want to learn more about what engagement looks like for you guys. Anytime right. you you launch a new initiative, obviously the the first couple of months are are tough to get it off the ground. Yeah. Now, are you are you leveraging? Rust Belt partners? Are you going to them first to to share the idea, or is this a sure you know, brand new market. Well, that's great because you know what, to be honest with you, Paul, these are the best practices that we, we find with our clients currently, right? When we think about our favorite clients, the ones that really underpin our business. Um, Nate, don't, don't tell the, don't say the names of your friends. Oh, I won't. <laughs> Trust me. I, I won't. I won't. But when we, I wish I could, they, you know, hopefully a few of them are listening. When we think about them, what we've done is put a playbook together of those best practices, right? We have a hundred years of talent acquisition experience in the room. These are practitioners who were former heads of HR, uh, former, you know, supervisors within TA inside of manufacturing. They know what processes work. And when we approach a client, even on a contingent level, right? Uh, If their process is broken internally, there's nothing we can do to undo that, right? So all we're really doing is clearing a path for our team in order to be successful. 
And that's the best way I can describe it. So depending on where the breakdown is, whether it's an attraction selection or integration issue, we go in, we identify those areas, and then we actually work that plan, right? So we're not just a consultancy that sits there, tells you everything that you can't do, right? We work the plan in conjunction uh, with those recommendations in order to prove the concept to each and every client. And again, like this, this is not unlike our working relationship currently with our best clients. So you touched on something interesting there, Nate and Taylor, we'll go to you, but the ending of, of the difference between a traditional consulting firm and what you guys are trying to do. So Taylor, you know, you mentioned you're trying, you're striving to create true value and solution for companies. How does the addition of talent management consulting propel Rust Belt and, and workforce towards that? Yeah. So, you know, recruiting is obviously the identification and uh, presentation of qualified candidates for your role. So at the end of the day, we can absolutely hit a home run um, and, and place a rock star candidate. I mean, we, we strive to do that time and time again, right? Give you the best available candidates in the market. So, you know, but if, if, if our client's house is in, in order, per se, we can't control, you know, the experience that the, uh, the, the referred candidate has in that client's house. So what do, where, where am I going with this, right? It's at the end of the day, we want to come in and especially companies that are growth minded, you know, who aren't just looking for a one-off search where, hey, we're just refilling a role. But, you know, we have maybe five, six, 10 openings and we, we, are, we are growing, right? We have, we have openings because we're growing or you know, maybe something happened that disrupted our workforce in its current state. We wanna come in and help you look under the hood and, and develop processes and strategies that rework your talent management, right? To make you more successful. What's unique about this offering is that during that same, we, we at the end of the day wanna leave you with those strategies and those processes. But what, what is unique about this is we're going to come in and we're going to absolutely partner with you to get you caught up on those five, six, 10 openings that you might have while reworking processes with and for you. Once that engagement window is open, you know, ideally, or I'm sorry, closed, ideally four to six months, you're going to have a whole new strategy and process relative to your talent. And you're going to kind of be caught back up with those roles. Now, what makes this really special is we are offering to do this to our clients, you know, uh, a retainer for the consulting and, and the search fees for the recruiting. We're basically adjusting our search fees down so that net net you're paying the same price you would have recruiting, but we're gonna leave you in a better place than you were before. And so when you talk about creating true value, yeah, absolutely, we found you the candidate, but what we were able to come in and do is identify and resolve the bottlenecks in your organization that were holding you back from your true growth potential, right? We were able to lay out to you, here's where we see your pain points and we wanna be able to help you alleviate those so that you can, the good people who come to your door are actually interested in coming and, and joining your organization and will stay. You know, Paul, when we talk about the uh, labor shortage that currently exists, when there's a finite population of qualified candidates, regardless of the role, if you burn through that population, and it's a very real thing, especially in some of these 
industrial small Midwest towns, if you burn through the finite population of qualified candidates, you're really going to be up a creek, right? Like you bring in, you know, let's say you have some really specialized role and there's 20 people in your town, right? And uh, 10 are qualified and five are interested, right? And you burn through three or four of those folks because you gave them a bad experience as an employee. And honestly, I don't even know if it takes four. It might just take one because they're going to- It might take one because they all know each other. And they're like, no, yeah, they all went to school together. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's to us, that's creating true value. It's not just like a, hey, here's a candidate, cut me a check. We are truly trying to come in and leverage the value of two brands that we're now building, right? Rust Belt from a recruiting side. So we we pack a, you know, a pretty solid punch on the recruiting front. And now we're bringing to the forefront really, really high quality strategies and consultative support relative to how to make that recruiting effort as successful as possible. Because what we wanna do is help you to um, get the most value out of your recruitment or uh, spoiler alert, show you how to do it yourself and eliminate us as a recruiter. Now that sounds crazy, right? But we wanna help you be good stewards of your company's finances. And if we can show you a way to do it on your own and do it well, um, we understand you'll still call us in the long run for a couple one-off roles that are hard to fill, but we want to show you how to be, to truly be an employer of choice and build an employer brand that tracks those candidates that you are looking to hire at your company. I love it. Um, Nate, when you and Taylor were going through the interview process, you discussed a similar concept that you had developed. Yep. What is, what is beginning to bring that concept to the market meant to you professionally and personally? Well, I mean, you know, back it up a little bit. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. I mean, I I think being in the business for a while, right? Being in recruitment, being in HR, talent acquisition, what have you, um, you naturally you're you're going to family and friends and birthday parties, and they're telling you maybe they own a business, maybe they work at a company in a higher up position, and and you hear from them all the time. They're like, oh, we can't find anybody, or our HR team just is a, a underwhelming or overwhelmed. And you kind of get into like, okay, well, tell us about your process. Tell us about uh, how you're trying to find people. And it's like, without question, just, you know, you can tell. And these are presidents of companies and, and like I said, owners even, and they're just ill-prepared to tackle the market. And so when you can make that kind of an impact on a business um, and you know that's a product need. I mean, what was the recognition from Taylor was from an entrepreneurial side. He sees the need from the clients. He's looking for a better product, a better solution to a problem. From my side, I mean, I'm, I'm, an, I'm like an old school recruiter, right? For me, it's more about the only way to fill the need is to make sure we do the process right and to make sure we have certain controls and certain levers. And so Taylor and I both recognize these, these challenges that the market faces, but we approach them from very different sides. So for me, uh, having a, you know, a, a leader like Taylor around to help bring these ideas to life is invaluable. And I would say from his perspective, having somebody that truly believes and wants to bring these tools to market in a meaningful way to impact, uh, you know, these clients, that is equally meaningful to, to both of us. Do you guys 
I mean, you're touching on a lot of things here. I, I kind of want to drill into one um, question is the, just the interview process as a whole and just the applicate, like applying yep. for jobs is, is just not fun, right? It's, it's, not, sure. it's not a great experience. You're sending a ton of resumes. You have no clue whether they're getting through or not, or they're getting through the technology, right? In the last five to 10 years, we've seen a huge rise in, in HR teams using technology to just filter out resumes or look for keywords. And I think that's just a mistake. They're just missing out on candidates because they're just looking for like a box to fit people in. But my all of this is to be said, do you guys believe that not everyone should interview people? Like that's a skill. Interviewing is a skill. Right. It's our business. It's right. like, well, like, like it's, it's, it's like, you know, just because you're the CEO or the president or whatever, or even in HR, like the, I do, I think there's, I believe that there are people within HR that could just be in charge of interviewing. Like, do you see us ever getting there? Yeah. Paul, here's I'll ins- okay. I'll insert by saying like, and, and Nathan, I'll give it to you. Uh, let me talk about Rust Belt. Let me talk about Workforce LLC, right? So, um, you know, I generally like our team to lead the interview process and screen and qualify someone for the skills that we need. When I meet with them, it is very rare that I am asking them questions about their skill relevant to the role. I believe that by the time that they have gotten to my interview stage, that the the person is already fully qualified. They have been, they have checked all boxes. I don't need to ask that. So then at that point, I'm looking for culture fit, which is a really easy conversation because it's just that. It's a conversation, right? Do I like you? Can you can you fit? Because personality is a core value at our company. So I want to see, you know, what your personality is. So I think it's really, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking on the fly here to that question, I think it's what the interview entails. So my interviews do not entail drilling down into the competency. Do I understand each role at my company? Yes. Can I ask questions relevant to it? Yes. But is the, are there subject matter experts that I have now brought in around me who are better qualified to ask questions about those roles? Absolutely. So I really enjoy that. I've reached a seat where I can, um, you know, uh, be the one that is, um, backing up the, you know, the, the work of my team before me to really just assess their personality. Nate, anything you want to add? With the right process, there are no bad decisions, right? And so I think when when we think about not everyone should do an interview, absolutely. Um, I, would, I would agree to some, to, I, I mean, you know, I, I think that's extreme, but for sure, right? Like no, not everyone should lead the process. A good TA function, a good tactician inside an HR department, a good, uh, you know, internal champion of, of this process should set up the interviewee and interviewer, make sure that they know what they're, they're prepared to talk, uh, they're prepared to have an interaction, and there should be no bad options. When we think about um, in the beginning, it's like yeses and nos are equally valuable. In the end, we do want a yes, but we do want to understand that we're setting up that higher up, whether it's an executive in a company or the hiring manager or whatever. We want to make sure that person has a few really great options so that they get to have more of a cultural interview. They get to be more strategic in the hire. 
um, but that there isn't, the red flags should have been long gone. And that means for the candidate too, right? Like when I talk to any candidate that's interested in the job, I go, hey, look, this is fine. Here, here's what I know about the company. Here are the good things, here are the bad things. Let's get all through all the qualifying questions because yeses and nos are equally valuable, right? Uh, I'm trying to build rapport though. So at the front end of the funnel, I'm trying to qualify and build rapport and establish control, right? And so that sounds like a bad thing, but it's true, right? Like we want people to show up on interviews. We want people to get excited about it. Um, that naturally takes you out of a discerning seat if you're gonna lead the front end of the funnel. And so what you want is for your hiring manager at the very end to be able to see all the steps, read all the notes, and then have a couple really good options and then be able to, you know, I, I don't say, you know, you shouldn't be going off of your gut, but at the very end, you could, you could just say, hey, this is the person, here are the reasons why, and be more strategic, more discerning at the end of the funnel where the real decisions are made. Yeah. Um, Nate, we'll stay with you. Vision question here, but where do you see WSP in the market five years from now? I, I can tell you where, where it's in the market right now. And, and the reason I say right now is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to suit a company that maybe doesn't have a robust HR team or HR processes, right? And so I don't necessarily look at WSP in this five-year window. I look at it as when we meet our market, because there are some companies that are great that we want to work with. WSP is not going to be a good fit for them, right? Uh, they have really talented HR professionals working on staff. They have great processes in place. They have a lot of needs and we want to serve those needs. But specifically, we want to find those companies that maybe they've never had a talent acquisition professional before. Maybe they've had a TA person leave or, or maybe it's time for them to kind of invest in this type of functionality. So um, this is going to be a need that, that five years from now, it could, I mean, it, it could rival uh, any kind of, uh, you know, growth that Rust Belt has had. And we've had a lot of growth this year. This year we're up 60%. Um, but ultimately, the sky is the limit. Uh, it's more of like when, if the market's there, I mean, it's, it, it, is a, it is a holistic product that addresses what I see as a lot of those mid-sized companies' main challenge, right? Like they just haven't spent that time in that seat and it's coming. Yep. Taylor, we'll, uh, we'll start to wrap up here with you, but what's next after you get WSP running? How does that complement Rust Belt? What does all that look like? Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're obviously out and uh, leading a new build. Uh, of a business and uh, it's one day, one step at a time, one, one client at a time and uh, one win at a time, right? And, and those wins begin to multiply hard and fast and we're excited for those, you know, um, for those that have taken the time to listen this far in the episode, I will let on that probably at the beginning of 2025, you should expect to see us start a marketing agency. Um, and, and, and that will be kind of the third leg of the stool uh, at Rust Belt. That marketing agency will be a mix of uh, 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 creative and messaging strategy, at, at least here on in October 2022. That's what it looks like. But you know, it'll be a it'll be a creative and messaging uh, agency 
geared towards uh, recruitment marketing, helping employers who, again, want to add some muscle to their marketing team to not only be able to market the product that it is they, they generate and sell, uh, manufacture and sell, but also attract the employees that they're looking to bring in. So, you know, that that's that's the big vision. That's where we're going with this thing. And ultimately, those three business units should all feed together to really create a true solution-oriented agency that is able to come into any manufacturer and, and, and look at their, you know, pain points and say, we have a general solution that should be able to work for you to get you through it. The companies of varying sizes, we can, we can meet them where they're at and, and help their efforts. So, uh, you know, that's still, you know, a little over two years out, but um, again, that's, that's directionally where we're going uh, once we have uh, WSP really healthy and uh, RBR continues to roll. I like that you founded two companies that have three letters in them. Everything is coming together. It's looking good. Uh, There's a great chance the third company will have like three uh, yeah. letters just for simplicity. <laughs> it's coming next year. I mean, you know, let's let's be real. It, Taylor says 2025. As soon as he finds the right acronym, it's on. It's yeah. launched. Yeah. Right. As soon as it's launched. Whatever. It's launch time. Uh, okay. Yeah. So as as you guys know, we ask every guest uh, their favorite spots in Cleveland to eat. So let's let's put a twist on this. Instead of asking you each that question, where is the best spot that you both have eaten together? So you had to have had lunch or dinner together at this spot. What is the best place that you have eaten? And maybe Nate, it's time for Taylor to take you out for steak if you don't have that good of an answer. I took him for a very good steak yeah. on Friday. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Taylor, we go for it. Yeah, Nate and I uh, uh, shared a fine meal on Friday night, um, celebrating this promotion that he had at one of the region's finest restaurants, Chez Francois in Vermilion. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, every, every bite, um, was as advertised, been there a couple times and, um, hope to be back a couple more. Um, Nate, what, what else? I, I'd love to hear you kind of cherry pick something. We ate at Whole Foods together. That was pretty we did. good. We did. That was great. Today, Not only right? did we eat at Whole Foods, we entered a new stage in our relationship. First watch, we're, we're, right? Each of us were picking between like, he wanted this pre-made wrap. I want, or. I wanted another, but we both kind of wanted to try and we swapped wraps and our lunch guest beautiful. was like, you guys, <laughs> yeah, she was like, you guys are uh, definitely in a different realm now. So, yeah. That's, uh, it's, that, that was my favorite lunch. Whole Foods, Whole Foods is sneaky. That that could have been more expensive than your steak dinner. Whole Foods Absolutely. It was pretty close. It was pretty close. That's no joke. Um, all right, last What's question. What's your favorite spot, Paul? You always come on here and you're asking people, you've eaten at a few restaurants, at least no. give me directionally. I'm, I'm really waiting for all of this free promo that we give all these restaurants to pay off. It has yet to pay off. I'm, re I'm, I'm uh, ready to walk into a restaurant and be like, listen, I have shouted you out on the run. <laughs> I don't know yeah, where my free at least is. Give me a free app. Yeah, I don't think you're getting them from either Whole Foods or Chase Francois no. right now. I think it's no, another flare so. in the night. Um, all right, last, we'll get out of here on this, but where could everybody find you? Obviously, RustBellRecruiting.com, but is there a new website coming or is it all going to be there? Yeah, directionally, that'll be coming, you know, uh, beginning of 2023. We're still kind of working out some of the branding guidelines where you can expect to um, find this episode and uh, more content in the coming months would be Workforce Strategy Partners on LinkedIn. Um, so you can find us there. 
um, uh, content to come. Uh, quick shout out to our awesome uh, marketing team. I think this is a good moment to just say, Hannah and Annie work so hard um, to bring these episodes to life and really just our digital presence. They've worked really hard on the branding of this, uh, you know, new venture and uh, really excited to show you guys, you know, what, what, what the brand strategy will be and how we message it. I mean, that's what's near and dear to my part or heart. You know, we smile about Nate loving the uh, consulting and the brass tacks of that side. I love bringing a second brand to life and and telling these stories and, and developing the solution on that side. So again, LinkedIn, Workforce Strategy Partners, that's where you can find us for now. And of course, you can find Nate and I on there as well. Happy to jump in and uh, have a conversation with anyone who's uh, looking to do so. Love it. Well, Nate, Taylor, appreciate you guys coming on. We'll have you on in a, another 12 months when you launch another business. Uh, appreciate you guys and talk with you soon. We'll see you then. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Rust Belt Rundown. Make sure you check us out at rustbeltrecruiting.com. The Rust Belt Rundown is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and click on five stars if you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.